Two out of three falls. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. My man, what's up? How you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Um, I'm happy. Today is uh, Wednesday, April 19th here in New York City. You're all awake in, uh, in Connecticut. And this is the new Two Out of Three Falls show. You can find Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant uh, from Bleacher Report. So, Graham, for me, to be honest, not many great things happen on Raw. SmackDown, I thought both shows were decent at best. I'm not, I'm not sure whether it's... Uh, I, I have to get used to seeing The Miz and Dean Ambrose on Raw and you know the, these these other guys on SmackDown. So maybe I'm not too used to seeing the the whole new roster shakeup. But um, what did you take of what you saw on Raw and, and SmackDown from this week? For me personally, I'll agree and I'll disagree. I will say nothing really newsworthy happened. I mean, for Raw, we had Braun Strowman breaking in the ring with Big Show, which of course has happened before, but it was still an amazing sight nevertheless at the end of the show. Um, then on SmackDown, of course, what everyone's talking about, Jinder Mahal become the new number one contender to the WWE Championship, which is apparently is real. It is not a joke. That is actually happening. He will challenge Randy Orton for the WWE title at Backlash next month. Um, but other than that, I mean, both shows, I would say, were solid. I've been enjoying Raw a lot more since WrestleMania ended. Uh, maybe it's like the Hardys coming back and the people coming up, like Nakamura and Revival and on, on Raw and SmackDown, respectively, and maybe Angle being on the show instead, and instead of Stephanie McMahon. Maybe that's it. I'm not really sure there's a couple different factors or the superstar shakeup. But overall, I mean, both shows, both Raw and SmackDown, have been relatively better since WrestleMania, in my opinion. That being said... This was not the most newsworthy week in WWE, I would agree. You mentioned Jinder Mahal. You're right. This is not April Fool's. This is not a joke. Jinder Mahal (laughs) is now... (laughs) Hey, man. He's now the new number one contender for the WWE Championship, which could be in the hands of either Randy Orton or Bray Wyatt after payback. Um, even though I've been seeing some rumblings that the match at Payback may not be for the championship, I'm not too sure if that's legit, but that's what I saw today. So don't don't quote me on that. But uh, right now it's Orton and, and Bray at Payback as of now for the title. Jinder Mahal, of all people, is now the new number one contender. Um, he won a six-pack challenge match with the likes of Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, uh, Jinder himself, Luke Harper, Eric Rowan, and Mojo Rawley. So j- just when you see that match and you see the participants, you would you would probably say, okay, either Dolph or Sami Zayn got this in the bag. And Jinder Mahal was just on Raw two weeks ago. He gives Finn Balor a concussion. And two weeks later, he's the new number one contender for the main title. Uh, can you try to explain... How in the world? And and, and again, uh, again, SmackDown is. They, they keep saying it. SmackDown is the land of opportunity. I get that, and this is something new, something different. So fans can't be like, "Well, we want to see something new." Then when you get something new, you 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 shit on it. So try to explain the 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 good and the bad of having Jinder Mahal the the number one contender for the world title. Okay, so it's weird. When he won the match last night, like you said, I mean, even before I get into that, when you say that SmackDown is, a, is the land of opportunity, as they call it, Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, whoever, 
Um, that is true, but I was talking to someone earlier today, my buddy Tom, we were talking about how the fact that they say it's the land of opportunity and it's cool that all these fresh faces are getting shots at the WWE Championship or being included in the number one contenders match as opposed to like, I mean, I know Nakamura and Baron Corbin weren't in the match, but I'm sure, I'm sure they'll get their shot at some point down the line. But it's like, how can you justify putting Jinder Mahal, Eric Rowan, fucking, you know, Mojo. I mean, I guess Mojo Rawley's had some momentum since WrestleMania. Luke Harper, even. I love Luke Harper. What, what has he done in recent weeks to earn a shot at the WWE Championship? None of these guys have done anything. Dolph Ziggler is a loser. Eric Rowan is a loser. Jinder Mahal was a loser before Tuesday. The same guy, Jinder Mahal, who just lost to Mojo Rawley, of all people, a freaking week ago. Before that, Finn Balor. Before that, it was pretty much anyone else in the roster. Sami Zayn. Roman Reigns, you name him, he's lost to him. So now we're supposed to take him seriously as a threat to the WWE Championship. But on the bright side, like you said, it's a fresh face. I will say that I have been far from the biggest Junior Mahal fan. I thought he had potential six years ago when he first came into the company. That was 2011 now. That's 2017 now. Mm -hmm. I know the guy's got a freakish physique. That does, again, nothing for me. It looks like he's on roids. Um, on the mic, it bores me to tears. In the ring, bores me to tears. Him and Orton sounds like a friggin' boring match out of hell for me. I just could not care less. But again, it's a fresh face. They have enough time. They have six or seven weeks to build this up as a legitimate main event for their backlash pay-per-view. Um, but that being said, it just it's fucking Jinder Mahal. Like, it's, it's a guy who was main eventing superstars a week ago is now facing Orton for the title. So again... It's cool we have – I can't even say an up-and-comer because the guy's been around for so long. He's not really an up-and-comer. Um, I'd rather see half the other part of the roster on SmackDown challenge for the championship before him. But that being said, I mean, I, I will say part of it that intrigues me is his potential alliance with the Bollywood boys, which they never really talked about after that. They mentioned it on Talking Smack very briefly. Um, it wasn't brought up at all, but I don't think by the commentators after the match ended. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that we'll play some sort of role into the feud at some point. But even if he has a faction, I heard they're, they're doing something big with India right now. The WWE is. They're trying to grow their market over there. And the last time they did that was 10 years ago when they put the fucking world title on the Great Khali. So hopefully Mahal is now the next WWE champion. And uh, that's all I got to say on that for right now. But I will say, as you said earlier, as you alluded to earlier, I don't believe the Wyatt match at the, the House of Horrors, was, the, the payback match in a couple of weeks, is for the WWE Championship, which makes absolutely no sense, which is, I, I don't think anyone cares about the match now. That was the only real thing that people cared about now. that It's not for the title, then who gives a shit? But it's just a giant mess right now, I would say. And this is why I hated the fact that The Miz is now on Raw, because so you're trying to tell me, that Jinder Mahal, with all due respect, Jinder Mahal can be on SmackDown for two weeks and be the new contender for the world title where the Miz, where I felt the Miz was so close, even after WrestleMania, the Miz was so close to being at least in contendership or to be the new contender for the world title. Now he goes to Raw and now he was so close to the world title on SmackDown, and now he goes to Raw, and now is in a program for, I think, again, for the Intercontinental Championship, which is which is cool, but I already seen that eight months ago when he fought Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown, and I don't, I still don't know why Miz is even on, on Raw, but you can kind of tell, like, Miz was so close to a world championship opportunity or reign on SmackDown, 
and then you flip flop him and Jinder Mahal, and, J- and, J- and Jinder Mahal is going to be in in a championship main event match at a pay per view, and it, it just you know many things that they do can, can you know can be mind boggling. The roster shakeup, who's in contention, who's going where. And then again, Jinder Mahal might shock everybody. Again, he's not the champion right now, so I want people to be like, "Well, he he just he's just a new you know number one contender. He's not the world champion." But it's like, yeah, it's something new. But what about a guy like The Miz, who I felt was so close on that show and that program on SmackDown to being to having a legit long title run and take the belt from Orton? But now he's relegated back to the to the uh, to the IC title with Dean Ambrose, and it's like. I guess that that's just an opportunity wasted for the Miz. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. I mean, the Miz not only should be going for the WWE championship, he should be the WWE champion. I mean, yes. Miz has been long removed from the main event scene for what, five or six years now when he was still WWE champion, Jinder Mahal, I just debuted with the company. That's how long ago this guy was world champion, but he has busted his ass for the past six years to get where he, I was going to say where he is, or rather where he was two weeks ago before he got moved to Raw for no apparent reason. And I'm still not convinced that was a good move. Like you said, now he's on Raw feuding with Dini Ambrose again. Like, we literally just saw that feud two friggin' months ago. Why would anyone want to see that again? I mean, they, they work well together. I thought they had a good segment, but I have no interest. I have zero interest in seeing that feud rekindled on Raw two months after it happened on SmackDown. It's like they think we don't watch both shows. And in regards to gender... You know a large reason why they did what they did on Tuesday was just to shock people. And they did the same thing, what, six, seven, eight months ago with Dolph Ziggler when he won the first six-pack challenge or five-way or whatever the heck it was Mm -hmm. on the first SmackDown Live of the brand split. And he got this big WWE title match. People were going crazy, like, oh, he's the main eventer again. He's finally worked his way back up. I thought he was. We were talking about it here on the show way back when. The guy got the match, lost clean. The match was not all that good anyway. It was a good match, but no one cared at SummerSlam against Dean Ambrose. Lost the WWE title match, was never in the main event ever again after that. So that's a prime example of a guy they just put in there just to shock people as a challenger for the championship, as a fresh face, but it went nowhere. The match was a complete bore fest, and they moved on. It was a filler feud for Dean Ambrose. So hopefully, if they, if they want to push gender, they got to be consistent. Like, I'm not a gender fan in the slightest, but I will say, the guy got huge heat on Tuesday when he won. And during his promo too. So we can say whatever the heck we want about Roman Reigns and Jinder and how much we hate these guys and how much the fans just deject them, but they're getting reactions. Like half the guys in the rosters, half the guys on the SmackDown and Raw rosters do not get the kind of reactions that Jinder did. I mean, I don't know about the last couple of weeks, but this Tuesday he got a huge, a lot of booze when he won that match. So I don't know if those are going to stick over the next month. And I think Chicago is going to shit all over the match at Backlash next month, so we'll see how they handle it. Mm-hmm. But um, if they want to push him as a serious threat to the main event scene, they've got to be consistent. He can't just go in there as a joke, lose, and then go back to being a loser. It's going to be a complete waste of time. If they want to make him a mainstay in the main event scene, that's good, but they just got to stick through it you know, through the end. And to remind everybody, he is the new American dream, Jinder Mahal. Just to... <laughs> yeah, exactly. As he said in yeah, Talking Smack. Exactly. But those who haven't seen Talking Smack, he, he did say, I am Jinder, the American dream, Mahal. And he, he's the American dream. Kevin Owens is, is, is the, the great something new American, whatever he calls himself, the, uh, the U.S. champion from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Um, 
are you more are you more shocked that Jinder won or the fact that you had people like Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn in the match and neither of them won the match? I would hope, I would really hope they have some plans for those guys that they weren't going to win. I know Harper and Zayn are both baby faces and that's maybe the reason why they don't want to put him up against Orton at this point in time. But I would hope, I would hope they're moving Baron Corbin into a feud of Sami Zayn. That would make the most sense. What you do with Harper, I have no idea. If they do Harper, Eric Rowan, then just, again, who the hell could possibly care? they got to utilize Harper the right way. The guy's great. And if there's any time to, you know, pull the trigger on this guy, it would be right now because he has a lot of untapped potential as a single star. So, um, again, I I feel like they did it because everyone going in was saying it's got to be Harper or Zane, and it's Mahal who wins. Um, I, I feel like a large reason why they did what they did on Tuesday was just to shock people. And they sure as hell shocked people. They're not happy, but they shocked them all right. So they did succeed in that respect. But I would hope that both guys are well enough off coming out of this SmackDown where they have plans for them. I'm a bit more hopeful for Zayn, like I said, because he was in this match this week. He uh, was in the main event of SmackDown last week with AJ Styles and Baron Corbin. So maybe they do Zayn and Corbin. With Harper, I'm not as hopeful, but hopefully they do find direction with him sooner rather than later. Now, uh, I know we've we've only been like a week into this whole new roster shakeup shows with Raw and SmackDown, but are you a little bit, I wouldn't say concerned, but are you a little bit worried on the SmackDown side where right now there's no John Cena uh, for the foreseeable future? Miz and Dean Ambrose are now on and Bray Wyatt are all on Raw. Um, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, um, and, and Sami Zayn were, were in the U.S. title picture. And for the main world title, it, it, it's just um, also, you know, Dolph is going to be with a program with Nakamura probably. And with the world title picture, it's really just Randy Orton and a bunch of, bunch of question marks. Are you at all concerned that now maybe the U.S. title, also Kevin Owens, I can't forget him, Kevin Owens, AJ, and Barry Corbin, in the U.S. title picture, but are you more concerned at all for the fact that the U.S. title picture is a little more more bright now than the main championship, which is Randy Orton and, and, and now gender? I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I don't want to say... I mean, in theory, your secondary title should not be more prestigious than your world title, but really it is. I mean, for the past two weeks, the U.S. championship has taken center stage on SmackDown over the WWE championship. And we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. For me, anyway, Orton as champion is not compelling at all. At least for the last couple of years, he has never been compelling with a championship in his possession. He's always been better either as a challenger or doing something else completely separate from the championship picture. So him as champion does nothing for me. Adding gender to the mix doesn't do anything to help add to my excitement to the championship picture right now. But like you said, I mean, at least... A lot of people, myself included, have been complaining about the lack of importance, the lack of prestige and honor around that U.S. championship for the past year since John Cena last held it. And now we finally have that with Kevin Owens and the whole Face of America thing. Like you said, you got Baron Corbin in there, probably Sami Zayn, AJ Styles will challenge for the championship, Jericho will be back. So no one can sit there and say that the U.S. championship is no longer important because right now it feels like the top prize on SmackDown, which is great. But at the same time, the WWE title feels like a complete afterthought. So it's a good thing for the U.S. title, not so good for the WWE title, but hopefully at some point. Um, I mean, again, they're trying to create new stars. For SmackDown, I'm not as concerned just because they have all the makings of an amazing roster. I mean, one can even argue right now they have that great roster. 
and there's people that aren't even back yet. Like you said, John Cena's not back, and he won't be back for a while. And Rusev isn't back from injury yet, but he will be back at some point. You have New Day coming in at some point, and Lana debuting for the women's division. But as it stands right now, it's hard, it's hard to argue with the roster that SmackDown has. I mean, they have Charlotte, who's a star, Naomi, for the tag teams, American Alpha, New Day, Usos, and for everyone else, AJ Styles, Corbin, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, um, and, and they're trying to push Chinder Mahal, and everyone else they have in that roster. It's and Nakamura, Ziggler. So they got a pretty stacked SmackDown roster. It's how they use it. And if, they are, if they're also pushing fresh faces at the same time, then I'm all for it. So we'll see how it kind of pans out. But for right now, I'm pretty hopeful for SmackDown's immediate future. Right now, it, it, it could just be me bugging out because I just had this thought in my mind. But what if, you know, let's, let's just say hypothetically, gender becomes the, the champion, right? Like, hear me out. He become the champion, right? Or, or, or whatever. Let's say he okay. has, he had, he had the, like a major push, and this is not, this this is the the prime opportune time. Because right now I I see Jinder and Rusev feuding down the road, and this is where we get a a, a baby face Rusev. I'm not sure if he's gonna start talking proper English like he does on Total Divas and, and whatever that show is called. But if we see a resurgence of the Rusev character against gender down the, down the road whether gender is champion or not i just see them two feuding down the road rusev is now a good guy cut out the russian whatever character and be himself i think a lot of people see rusev as as the uh as an underrated pick for for smackdown so if he goes to that side and he has nobody else to feud we've seen rusev been, been a heel since he got into the company this might be the time whenever he he comes back healthy uh, to come back as a good guy. And I think Jinder is just standing right there waiting for him. You know, I never really thought about that, but that's not a bad idea at all. I mean, because the last time we saw Rusev was at Fastlane over a month ago mm-hmm. when he got knocked out by the big show. But before that, he was teasing tension with Jinder to kind of write that partnership out of storylines and to allow Rusev to take time off to heal his injury, whatever that was. I think it was a shoulder injury or surgery, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, Rusev, no matter whether he's a face or a heel, he's got to be a top player on SmackDown. And then for a lot of people, like you said, he's an underrated pick for the blue brand. Cause I feel like Rusev has had the makings and all the tools since he arrived three years ago on the main roster to be a big star in this company. And every single time he picks up momentum, I mean, he was really, really over in 2014 and early 2015. And then they pulled the plug in his push in favor of John Cena and the awful Lana and Dolph Ziggler shit. And then he came back, he won the U.S. title, again, got a great push throughout the summer, and then he ran into the roadblock that was Roman Reigns, and then he's done nothing since. And the end zone cast garbage was just that, it was pure garbage. So hopefully when he comes back from injury, um, he will be a bona fide single star. And I mean, him as a babyface does intrigue me because he's funny as hell. Like you said, if anyone who watches Total Divas or has seen a clip of the show or whatever, the guys, I mean, even if you watch WWE TV, if you pay close enough attention, people will tell you mm-hmm. the guy's really funny. He's got charisma. He's awesome. He's awesome on Twitter. He's awesome everywhere. Rusev is great. Um, the only real fear that I have is that they don't have a lot of credible heels on that show, which is why I feel like they're pushing gender. I mean, they have Baron Corbin, they have Kevin Owens and the buck stops there. They're pushing gender now as the number one contender to the title, but that, that's really about it. Cause without Miz, without Wyatt, that, there goes two of your top heels, and Orton's a babyface. I don't know why, but he is. And Cena's gone. He's a babyface anyway. And on the babyface side, you have AJ Styles, who just turned. You have Sami Zayn. 
and you have Ty Dillinger, Nakamura, and Ziggler is just completely just damaged goods at this point. So I'd rather see Rusev brought back as a heel, but I would not mind him coming back as a babyface to feud with Mahal. Maybe not over the WWE title, um, but it would be a solid mid-card feud to reintroduce Rusev uh, and also to kind of pick up where he left off last month. And we are two weeks out of uh, of payback, and we still have no idea what this House of Horrors match is going to look like. There's no blueprint. There's no mock-up. There's no draft of how... There's no preview of, of, of what the match is going to entail. And I, I don't know if it's going to be for the title, like I told you earlier. So I, I, I'm hoping it is for the title because having a match, just a basic house of, uh, quote-unquote, house of horrors match at, at, at payback, um, f- you know, f- not for the title would, would not make any sense. I know Michael Cole said this is this is a Raw exclusive pay-per-view, but I guess he forgot there's going to be some SmackDown people on that freaking show. Um what kind of match do you think this is, man? Is it going to be in the ring? Is it going to be a, a structure? Is it going to be something by by the, by the by the ramp? Some buried alive kind of shit? I, I really don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to fight in the dark? Are they going to have the, the, the images from the screen and, you know, onto the ring? What kind of match do you think that this could possibly end up being? I've seen a lot of people speculate that, that it's going to be fought in the dark um, with, like, mirrors or something. I mean, that's really what I expect. I can tell you right now that whatever this match ends up being was not something that was, you know, imagined a couple of weeks ago. They had no idea what this match would be. I'm sure they still have no idea what this match is going to be. To prove my point, they put out a survey um, to all the WWE fan council members or whatever about a week or two ago asking fans what they would want to see in a House of Horrors matchup making it sound like we have no idea what the hell we're doing. Can you please help us come up with ideas, the creative team or whatever. So that to me spells that we have no idea what we're doing and we're making it up as we go along. And we probably won't know for sure until payback Sunday. So I'm hoping it's something passable because that WrestleMania match was by far the worst thing in the entire show. The fact that it's not for the championship I mean, it, it does suck because the whole reason why we're getting the rematch in the first place is to give Wyatt his damn obligated title rematch. That's the whole point why this match is happening because no one, God forbid, wants to see the continuation of this terrible, terrible, terrible feud. So, or, or you know, we don't know. We, we know the match won't be a classic either. So, but it does give me hope that Bray Wyatt might win, um, leading to some momentum boost on Raw. But you're not going to beat the SmackDown world champion and then have him just end the feud there. So I doubt that's going to happen. But in terms of what the match is going to be, again, I have really no inkling of an idea. I guess we'll find out next Sunday. I'm kind of scared to find out. But hopefully, at the very least, they get creative with it and they try to do something out of the box and it's not just a typical freaking you know, no disqualification match. When I hear House of Horrors, I think like Punjabi prison, but 10 times worse. So hopefully I'm wrong, but you know, here is hoping they come up with something a bit better than that. I'm looking at, Wiki, uh, at Wikipedia right now, and it says Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt in a House of Horrors match, but it doesn't say for the WWE Championship. Everything else is... Uh, Hardy's and you know Cesaro Sheamus for the tag titles, uh, Bailey Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship, Neville Austin Aries for the Cruiserweight title, KO and Jericho for the U.S. title, and the win- and the winner 
uh, will be transferred to SmackDown. But we're under under Randy Orton Bray Wyatt House of Horrors match, but does but does not say for the WWE Championship. So we're we're at a standstill, Graham. This match is going to happen, and it's apparently it's not for the title. So <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's oh, it's, it's 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 stupid because no one cares about the feud, and the only reason why they should be doing the match is to give Wyatt his rematch. I know we we all know he's not going to win. He's not going to bring the belt to Raw, which I've seen some people speculate. I was going to bring the belt to Raw in the absence of Brock Lesnar. They're not they're not going to do that. What the what, what would they do on SmackDown? They have the U.S. title, but they have no world title. They're not going to have two world titles in one show. That just seems silly to me. But you, you got to give Wyatt his rematch. So I mean, Wikipedia only says that because the WWE.com listing for the match changed what they originally said with it being for the WWE title. And it no longer says that. So that that's why it reflects that on Wikipedia. But I mean, again, hopefully the match is somewhat passable to make this worthwhile. Cause if not, it's a complete waste of time. We're chatting with Graham Matthews featured columnist for Bleacher Report. He's on Twitter at Russell rant host of the Russell rant radio show. Um, you know, we can keep shitting on the, the world title picture on SmackDown and gender is the number one contender, but on the Raw side, Graham, uh, we we have a universal champion, and we don't see him. He won the belt at WrestleMania. Uh, Brock Lesnar, I don't even remember if he came out the, the, the following night on Raw, but the point is we haven't seen the universal title on Raw in two weeks. At least we see the champion on SmackDown. At least we have a new contender on SmackDown. On Raw, we don't see the champion. We don't see the belt. Does that bother you, or are you more like, well, I've seen that before. I'm used to it. It's Brock Lesnar. He, he's he's more like a like a an attraction, like an event. So he'll just pop up whenever he uh, he's not on the payback card, which I'm not even shocked about. So does that kind of bother you that the fact that he he's now the Universal Champion and we haven't seen him in two weeks? For me, it's the latter. It doesn't really bother me all that much at all. I mean, is Lesnar as world champion ideal? Absolutely not. But as long as it leads to something worthwhile, again, like I said earlier, that's really all that I care about. I'm sure it's leading to Brock and Roman, which does not, again, intrigue me whatsoever because you know for a fact that Roman's going to win and it's going to be this huge crowning moment. But it won't be because the crowd's going to poop all over it. But uh, that being said, I mean, for right now, as long as they have him work more dates than he did the last championship run, because he literally had like one title defense when he first won the belt, and then he was gone for, no joke, like three months. Like, you, you can't do that again. He, he showed up the night after WrestleMania this year. If he doesn't show up again until July, that's a problem, because you know he's wrestling at SummerSlam. So if he has at least one title defense, probably at the June pay-per-view, I think it's... It's payback next Sunday, then backlash next month for SmackDown, and I think a Raw pay-per-view. I think Extreme Rules in early June. So as long as he shows up in June at that pay-per-view to defend the title there, probably against Brock Lesnar, which is what or against himself, against Braun Strowman, which is what they teased a few weeks ago, then I'm all for it. Um, so it doesn't really bother me. And it's not like Raw, as of right now, again, it's only been two weeks, but it's not like Raw right now is suffering without a world champion. Again, I thought the show has been better the last two or three weeks. And maybe it's just the post-WrestleMania excitement of the new debuts and returns and the superstar shakeup and stuff. So it's still early on. It's still too early to tell. But it's not like Raw needs Brock Lesnar right now because Braun Strowman has been doing awesome 
Roman Reigns is doing enough to hold his own in, in the main event level spot. So they don't really need Brock Lesnar. And even if he was on the show, he wouldn't really be doing much anyway because you know he's not going to wrestle. So there's only so many things he could do other than beat someone up and, and have Paul Heyman cut a promo for him. So quite honestly, I'm completely content with Lesnar not being on the show right now as long as he defends that championship at the next Raw pay-per-view after payback, which I think is Extreme Rules, like I said, in early June. Yeah, I'm looking at the, the pay-per-view order now. We got payback coming up, and then there's backlash in May for SmackDown. And on the bottom, it says Randy Orton slash Bray Wyatt champion versus Jinder Mahal for the WWE Championship. So if the Bray Wyatt-Randy Orton match or payback is not for the title, then you just automatically know it's going to be Randy Orton anyway because... There's no reason why to have Bray Wyatt go to Raw and put in, he's not going to win uh, Orton's title and have that belt on Raw as well. So I, I guess the superstar shakeup was cool, but I don't know. I don't know if they fully thought everything out um, because, again, why does Bray go? Why does Bray go to Raw? And now his contract is so lit where he can appear on both Raw and SmackDown on these promos. And I'm like, so what's the point? What's the point of moving a guy like him? You know, what if if, if the roster shakeup was after pay after his, his rematch and then you start doing all this, then, then I understand. But you moving him, then he has a rematch against a guy on the other show and you Everybody, everybody at home knows he's not going to win. So what's the point of doing the rematch? So and then I look at the backlash card now. It says Orton or Bray versus Jinder. You know it's going to be Randy. Randy was on, on SmackDown yesterday, uh, confronting Jinder. So it wasn't Bray Wyatt. So uh, I don't know if they fully thought this out. <laughs> this whole roster shakeup and how it would, you know, how it would impact payback and backlash and and the events going forward. But um, I know, I know, we were talking about Brock, but just to go back with the SmackDown stuff, I, I don't get it. But at least we see the champions. Uh, you know, like you were mentioning with Brock, you know, it, Brock, Brock is Brock. It, it is what it is, whether you see him or not. But if you don't see him at Payback, you're not going to see him till June, like you said. And I think that I could be wrong, but June might be the Money in the Bank. Um, pay-per-view and i think i think that's a co-branded pay-per-view i could be wrong but you mean to tell me that he he can win the belt in april and i don't got to see him till june at least defend it on the raw pay-per-view at least defend it on a on a monday night raw once in a blue moon but just just to not even be there or nothing for two months is is just you know and plus the belt is still new the 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 universal championship is still is it's not even a year old but you got guys like Roman and Seth and Finn uh, on the program that can that could have had the title until whatever. But Brock is the guy; he's the champion. We don't see him, and we'll, we'll you know we'll see him in June, I guess. Yeah, it's just bizarre the way it worked out. Like you said, I mean Brock being champion, they did think out. They thought that out a couple of months ago. The whole Wyatt Orton thing. I can almost guarantee you they did not think that out. I mean, I think Wyatt to Raw was a last minute move. Why they even bother moving him to Raw, I honestly have no idea. I mean, Wyatt Balor could be cool, but beyond Wyatt Balor, what the hell are you going to do with the guy? We've seen him and, him and uh, Roman a million times a couple of years ago. Him and Rollins, maybe him and Ambrose we've already seen a bunch of times too, so it's not like there's a lot waiting for Wyatt on Raw. It's not like he's going to become another world champion on Raw. 
that was only a short-term experiment to get the belt on Randy Orton for that feud. As far as Brock goes, um, it just it doesn't surprise me, and I hope. I mean, maybe it's just the way that his contract works out, but I would really hope they didn't waste all of his contracted appearances before WrestleMania. Because as you could probably recall, he was on the show every single week. He was on Raw every single week, and if he wasn't on the show, he appeared after the show in a dark match segment. So he was appearing at every single Raw for a solid month and a half for really no reason. I mean, there were some appearances that were more necessary than others, but most weeks he wasn't even doing anything. He appeared after the show to F5 the big show. So why not just save that appearance mm-hmm. for like a pay-per-view a couple months later when he's champion? And they knew well enough at that point that he would become WWE champ- or Universal Champion. So they knew what they were doing when they did that. So, again, maybe they had to use up enough dates before WrestleMania. I really hope that's the case. Because if they have uh, uh, a bunch of dates he has to work from when he re-signed a couple of years ago up until when he's done, I think, next year, and they just wasted a whole bunch before WrestleMania, that's just stupid to me. Because you could save that for his title reign when it's more important for him to appear on TV with the championship. So, again, for right now, it's not that big of a deal. Because I think the Braun and Roman feud, the uh, rekindling of that rivalry has been pretty decent. I mean, again, it's only been two weeks. In May, we'll see how it shakes out. Again, I think Extreme Rules is the Raw show. And Money in the Bank, I thought, was in July. Or no, it's not. Yeah, it is in June, like you said. But um, for some reason, I think that's a SmackDown show. And then SmackDown gets Battleground in July. And then the rumored Battle, or uh, not Battleground, the, the Bad Blood show that comes back in early July is a Raw show before SummerSlam. So we'll see again. But, yeah, I, I don't expect Lesnar to be back until early June, which sucks. But as long as they can keep Raw entertaining, um, I mean, it does damage to the championship to not be on the show really at all for an entire two months. But as long as they can keep Raw entertaining in his absence with the likes of Roman and Seth and Joe and, uh, and Braun Strowman, then I think it's okay. Yeah, to correct myself on two things. Um, yeah, Brock did appear on the Raw after Mania. That, that's when uh, Braun Strowman uh, confronted him. And then um, Money in the Bank will be a SmackDown-branded event in June in St. Louis, Missouri, the home of the current WWE champion, Randy Orton. Um, speaking of, uh, of, Braun, of Braun Strowman, he had the match with Big Show in the main event. Big Show in the main event of Raw in 2017 still. Um, and then we had the whole ring break, which I think everybody in the arena knew what was about to happen. I knew it at, at home. Like, you know, this might be, this might be the spot where the ring breaks and, um, you know, it, it'll be cool. Thought the match went a little bit too long, but you know, it, it was the main event. So Braun and Big Show, I guess, you know, they've been doing a, a thing where they're trying to make Braun, uh, Braun Strowman look strong. Uh, he was... Destroying every superstar in in the, in the locker room, in the back, in the hallway, uh, until he got tangled up with the Big Show. So, um, but the odd thing was two two odd things. One, when he suplexed uh, Big Show, he just got up and put his hands up, and the music started playing. Like, like, dude, <laughs> did you win the match? <laughs> did you pin him? I didn't see you pin him. Like, why is it music yeah. playing? Like. Like, what was that? And then, it, again, people probably probably think I'm crazy, but you kind of knew the you kind of knew the ring was going to break because you know when you watch Raw at home, Graham, you know the apron area 
is now a digital screen, a digital LED kind of apron. Yeah. They did not have that on the ring facing the main camera on Raw. It was just that 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 flippily banner they that they always used, that that little curtain thing. So they didn't have they, Oh, they, yeah, I didn't even realize that. Okay. So they didn't have the digital sideline thing. It's just the main curtain. So obviously if the ring is going to break, you're not gonna you you're not gonna do that stunt with the digital LED sideline thing. You do it with the regular curtain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, unless I'm just going crazy, but I'm like, you know what? I did notice it was the regular curtain thing for the for the ring, the regular ring apron, and not the, the digital screen that they, that they always have for Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on it. I just figured they would do the spot because they teased it last time. They didn't deliver, and I figured if they were going to do the match again in the main event of all things, then they would do the spot there. But, no, I didn't even pick up on that. That's a great observation, though. That's definitely a giveaway that they're doing the spot on the show, which they did, obviously. So what do you make of, you know, them building up uh, Braun Strowman the last couple of weeks? I know uh, people were kind of like, Back, you know, not backtracking, but they did not like the fact that Braun went to confront Brock, and he said this and that. I want you, and you forget about Roman, whatever he said. Then he backs up, he backs up, and he backs away from the challenge. And a lot of people on uh, on social media did not like that. So now, ever since then, Braun's been on a tear with Roman and our troops and the big shows and every whoever he can find. Um, are, are you liking the current path of Braun Strowman? And, and did you feel like him backing away from Brock was something that they, that the company kind of regrets now? So now they're trying to reverse everything and try to build Braun into a bigger star. Yeah, I've been loving this stuff with, uh, with Braun the last couple of weeks. The Brock segment didn't really bother me. I didn't watch that show live. I watched it after the fact when I was coming home from Orlando for WrestleMania weekend. But RJ texted me while he was like, can I get your thoughts on the Braun segment? I was expecting, oh, no. He's going to get buried by Braun or by Brock Lesnar or he's going to get destroyed. But all he really did was backtrack. And that honestly didn't bother me. That paled in comparison to him getting choke slammed by The Undertaker for no reason whatsoever. What right. bothered me more than what we saw with the Brock thing uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, what bothered me more than that was when he backtracked from the, he retreated from the undertaker about a month ago when undertaker first came back and they did the whole take a Roman thing to kick off that feud. Right. That bothered me because they're like, Oh no, he's showing respect to Taker." Like, no, he wasn't like, it's not leading to a, a future match. Taker is done. So that segment served no problem. That's that segment, that segment served no issue or uh, served no purpose whatsoever. And then, like I said, then they had Taker chokeslam Braun Strowman a week or two after that. And then the guy was tossed from the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal halfway through. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing with this guy? Like, he was the hottest deal on Raw for so many months. Now he looks like a loser. Now, thankfully, they, they, you know, they went back. They're starting to build him back up again. The Brock thing, again, wasn't a huge issue with me. I didn't take a huge problem with that. Because for one thing, he's not going to, him and Brock aren't going to brawl. He's not going to lay out Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar just won the belt. They're not going to brawl. And if you're not going to brawl and you're not going to have Brock lay out Braun, he might as well just walk away. The tease that he wants that championship, he wants Brock Lesnar, but first he needs to take out Roman Reigns. So I like that in retrospect. The stuff with Roman I think has been great. The ambulance stuff was an awesome angle, I thought. I thought it was very well executed. And then this week I thought what they did with him in the middle with Big Show and the beating up people throughout the entirety of the night on Monday night, I thought was awesome. So, again, this is the monster heel that Braun Strowman should be and the monster heel that he is right now. The guy's got a ton of potential. 
But again, if they're just building him back up to be fed to Roman Reigns again after he lost to him for no reason, uh, lost to him for no reason at the Fastlane pay-per-view about a month ago, then that's just really just, just depressing because the guy has just so much more potential than that. So hopefully that won't be the case and they'll be building him up to be a monster healed for, for, you know, for the coming future, for the, for the immediate future and beyond, just because he's so friggin' good. He's gotten a lot better in the past year. And this guy can be quite honestly, the next big show Kane or Mark Henry. We've been talking about for years. We need another big giant in WWE that can have that longevity that those guys do for the past 20 years. And I think Braun Strowman can be that guy as as long as they don't fuck him up anytime soon by feeding him up, you know, by feeding him the Roman reigns in the near future. So hopefully this push is here to stay and they make him a dominant heel going forward. What shocked you more? Alexa bliss being the new contender for the raw women's championship or Charlotte being the number one contender for the SmackDown women's championship. And I ask you that because it, it just, um, I guess they would, I don't know. It seemed like everybody who made the transition is now being featured on the new show where, for example, Jinder Mahal gave Finn Balor a concussion last week, and now he's in, in running for the world title. Charlotte goes from Raw to SmackDown. She's uh, the, the the new contender for, for, for that title. Alexa goes from SmackDown to Raw. She's the new contender for that title. We You get the Shining Stars go from Raw to SmackDown. Now they're the Colognes, and they... They beat American Alpha. Um, uh, Miz and Dean Ambrose are now having their, their thing on Raw. Um, are you kind of shocked with how people are switching from the shows and they, they're now the main focus and back to Charlotte and Alexa now, they're both the new number one contenders on the opposite show? Not really. I mean, I kind of figured both would happen. Um, I thought Bailey Banks was the next logical feed. I know they teased Bailey and Banks, or not not Bailey Banks, sorry, Bailey and Bliss was the next logical feed. I know they teased Bailey and Banks last week. They've been teasing it for a while, but that's a feud best say for SummerSlam. Now, again, that should be a slow burn build heading into the summer. There's no reason to do it right now. And in the meantime, you can build up Bliss as the next challenger to Bailey's belt. That's a fresh match. We saw it in NXT a few times. But other than that, that was a year and a half ago. They work well together. Bliss is hot right now. It was in her hometown, so she not she didn't have to win, but it's very rare that someone wins in their hometown. It's usually the opposite, oddly enough. But she won. It was a really good match. So Bailey Bliss makes sense to me. And Charlotte becoming the new number one contender. Again, it was only inevitable. I don't know if they I didn't think they would do it so quickly. They're doing the title match next week, which I think is a bit soon. I would hold off until the back last show. Yeah. Uh, maybe they want to get the belt on Charlotte as soon as possible to do Charlotte and Becky, but again, they shouldn't burn through these feuds. I mean, I think Charlotte and Naomi can be a really, really good feud for the next couple of months. They, they dragged out Alexa and Becky for like four or five months on SmackDown. They should do the same thing with Charlotte and Naomi. Um, again, so neither move really surprised me all that much. I'm glad they're getting the respective pushes because it just makes sense. Like Bailey and, and Bliss is new. It makes sense. It should be a good match. Same thing with Naomi and Charlotte. And it's not taking them long at all to do that match. So, yeah, no, I think both moves were good. Uh, both women's matches this week were good. Bliss and uh, Bliss winning that four-way and Charlotte and Naomi. So I have no problem with either, but they could be seen coming from a mile away, though. I will agree. Yeah, I, I was I was um, a little skeptical of why these matches, these matches were happening so quick. You know, like you said, Charlotte and Naomi, uh, it happened yesterday, and then it's like, all right, so if you beat the champion la uh, yesterday and um, you're going to have this rematch again the following week, 
um, why, like, why again? Why so soon? Why are you having back to back matches with your champion and I guess your new number one contender? And like Charlotte just rose above Natalia and Carmella and Becky Lynch. And the same thing with Becky. She she won the the, the fatal four way. You know, Monday Night Raw is the king of fatal four way matches. Let's put it in. Let's put that out, out, out the way. <laughs> they always yep. have. They always have a fatal four way. The fatal four way every week. The freaking fatal four way match. But Alexa wins. We, you know, you're still not seeing Sasha Bailey yet. And I, I'm just counting the days of when Sasha Banks is gonna make that heel turn because I think it's way overdue the same way I felt Dean Ambrose uh, heel turn is way overdue, but I don't think it's going to happen because, you know, they might do the shield reunion down the road. So um, Alexa against Bailey at payback. What do we do with Nia Jax? What do we do with Sasha Banks? I I think, you know, Mickey James is is just just, uh, the anchor there. Uh, I don't think she'll be the champion on raw. I mean, would I mind it? No, but I don't think in the near future she'll be the raw champion. So, w- w- when Alexa wins and she pins Sasha Banks, you at home are watching. All right, they got to do something with Sasha Banks soon because her her babyface run has come to an end. How long do we see her? making that turn or making the stride where she becomes healed. Do we see that payback? Do we see in the raw after that? How long before we see a Sasha Banks heel turn? Again, they got to save it until SummerSlam. So if it's April right that now, SummerSlam? and they do Bliss and Bailey for the next two months, maybe in June. Damn. So I would say at the, at the earliest June, do the turn and then do the match at SummerSlam, if not July. So it shouldn't happen anytime soon. I mean, they, I guess you could have her turn on on Mickey James, but it's like the real money there, like the real moment people are waiting for is like when they go in for a hog, Bailey and Banks, and then Banks just out of nowhere just beats the shit out of her. Yeah. Like that's the moment everyone's waiting for. So, yeah, exactly. So they can't do it anytime soon. Uh, Bliss, you're not going to just the title shot, lose, and that's it. They should drag that feud out for at least a month or two. Um, and in the meantime, I don't know what you do with Banks because we've already seen her in Nia a couple of times, like before WrestleMania. So I would rather see Mickey and Nia for the immediate future and maybe put over Nia over Mickey because Mickey's established anyway. So it doesn't really matter whether she wins or loses at this point. And then Emma's got her thing going with Dana Brooks. The Raw Women's Division looks a lot better now than it did before WrestleMania because you've got a couple good feuds going on, fresh feuds, new faces, good matches. So, yeah, I don't know what you do with Sasha. Maybe you could just kind of have her appear in the background for the Bailey Bliss feud right now or maybe even make it a triple threat at some point. And then maybe you get the belt on Banks in a three-way at the next pay-per-view after Extreme Rules. I can actually kind of see that happening, considering the fact that Bailey pinned or Banks pinned Bliss. That's a lot of Bs. Uh, Bailey, Blank, Banks, and Bliss. That's a tongue twister. But yeah, considering the fact that Banks pinned Bliss on Raw, you can have her kind of get in, you know, involved in the feud at some point in your future. So yeah, again, for the the earliest for the heel turn, I would say like at least at the earliest June latest like july so that's the way that i could see it kind of panning on the next couple months all right uh just a few quick uh few more quick things with graham um i read somewhere that 205 live was not doing so well um at the smackdown uh, i don't know you probably know more than me uh, more than me but do you see any changes in in the immediate future to 205 live where they still have it after at the SmackDown, or do you think that um they'll move it to a different day and time? 
they have to move either the venue or the time or both. Like I was at SmackDown Live last week in Boston, and I stayed for like three fourths of two hundred five live. I mean, I would have stayed the whole show, but I had to catch a train. But in the time that I was there up until the main event, it's exactly what you would expect it to be. The crowd could not have cared less. A lot of the crowd, not not a lot, but like twenty to twenty five percent of the crowd went home, which doesn't sound like a lot. But uh, after SmackDown ended, but it doesn't sound like a lot, but still people sit on their hands. I don't know whether it's that they don't care or they're just out of energy, but they've, they've already been there since 730 and the show is going on at 10 o'clock. Like people have trouble sitting through a three hour raw. Um, I, I think they just kind of want to go home after SmackDown. ends. like, they don't, they don't bill like you're, when you buy tickets to SmackDown, you're buying tickets to SmackDown. You're not buying tickets to 205. I mean, you, I guess you are with 205 Live too, but you're not really advertising it that way. But anyway, though, if you want to keep the 205 Live name, you could put it on before SmackDown. Like, I was talking to someone about this earlier today. Again, that guy, Tom, we were talking about the fact that because he went with me, just just put it on before the show. Like, more people are there at 7.30 or 7 o'clock than you would think. Like, that's what they did with main event before they got rid of it, before uh, before the SmackDown taping. Just do it then. Like, there's more people there. They're more energetic. I'd rather have people, you know, sitting down in their seats and not having been there yet, like WrestleMania last year in the kickoff show, there's just not a full crowd, as opposed to people leaving for 205 Live. That, that's not good at all. That's not a good sign. Um, so I would either put it on before SmackDown, or even better than that, I would just keep it at a full sale university and do what they're doing with NXT mm. and just air it out of there because that crowd was great for the CWC. The CWC was some of the best wrestling, best TV show this company has done in a long-ass time. Um, and it was filmed at a full sale. So if they just do it there, uh, do the tapings once a month. I know, it, it, then, but then again, it's hard because you're also doing a crossover with Raw. So are you really going to do like a heel turn of the 205 Live taping that was taped a month ago, but only do the turn on Raw a couple weeks later? Like it gets confusing at that point. But I think best case scenario, they just film it live before SmackDown and air it then because filming it after SmackDown, people leave, they don't care. And it doesn't surprise me that it's not doing well reportedly with like high viewership numbers and stuff because people just aren't watching. There's no buzz around the show right now. Well, you know, it don't matter to me because I either a don't watch 205 live or I barely see it. So it, it, it don't matter to me, man. Um, real, <laughs> <laughs> real quick. Um, the usage of Finn Balor. He got back. He got back. Tag. He wasn't that tag team on Raw. Then he get he gets gendered. Then he gets Kurt Hawkins. Um, are they slowly just getting him back in you know in the mode of things and not putting him in crazy matches? Are you a fan of him? You know, yeah, you want to see Finn Balor, and he came back. He's not hurt, but then you get him against Kurt Hawkins, against Ginger, and he's not really doing too much. We haven't seen the 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 demon outfit yet. He's still in, in the leather jacket stuff. Are you a fan of how they've been using Finn Balor since his return? In the meantime, I think they're just kind of killing time, which I think is fine. First of all, I'm glad he's not hurt. Because right. like we talked about last week, he got knocked out cold by Ginger in that match on Raw last week, and it looked like he might have been out for a couple of months. But, I mean, he, apparently he was clear to compete because he was back in acting this past week on Monday. So, mm. apparently he's good to go, which is great. It would have sucked if he had to sit on the sidelines sideline again uh, after having just come back a couple of weeks ago. But, no, I think they're just kind of killing time right now, um, considering what was teased last week with him and Wyatt. I assume that's the next feud for both guys. And with Wyatt facing Orton at the payback pay-per-view, 
I mean, I guess you could have Balor interfere in the match, maybe cross Wyatt the match. I don't see that happening. And then you can do Wyatt and Balor heading into the Extreme Rules show in early June. Um, so that's the reason why I feel like he's kind of just treading water right now and not really doing much, kind of spinning his wheels, just because they don't have anything for him until Wyatt's cleared up. So I, I have no problem. I have no real concern for Balor because he's a big star. Um, I think they view him as a big star. I'm glad that he's cleared to compete too, but I think they're just kind of waiting for Wyatt to be cleared up in order to do that feud next. Yeah, and I, I think that if the if, if the match with Bray and Randy was going to be for the for the championship. I, I would agree that having Finn Balor interfere and making Bray Wyatt lose would be a, a, a good way out where Bray does not win the title. So now you can have him and uh, Finn and Bray feud off because when when you know when Balor was in, was in the ring on Raw a few weeks ago, Bray did the whole promo stuff. So that would be a perfect way to segue him and him and uh, segue Bray and, and Finn and segue Randy into whoever's gonna he, you know he'll fight on SmackDown, but. It, Again, it would make more sense if if the title was on the line, and a typical House of Horrors match sounds way better with Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor as opposed to Bray, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. But you know, I, I guess they they're just kind of easing easing his way into uh in, into the fold into the mix. Um, I don't think you have a match at Payback. That's where your idea of him interfering in in, in uh the Ray uh, the Orton match makes sense, but um. As you said, as long as he's healthy, he's not hurt. Um, you know, that's a pretty good thing. Um, last last question I got for you: um, Nakamura is on SmackDown, but he hasn't done shit since <laughs> um, since being there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we've seen you know vignettes and promos, and the backlash pay per view is not till May. But do we get do we see Nakamura fight on SmackDown? in the near future or are they going to hold them out to till the backlash pay-per-view? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I could see him wrestling at some point between now and the May pay-per-view. That's like five weeks away. So that's plenty of time for him to be like, if they're just going to be doing promos or whatever, uh, that that's a long time. But if they did wait for him to make his in-ring debut at that SmackDown pay-per-view at Backlash, that makes him out to be a pretty big deal. If they're waiting that long, that means it's a big deal. And hopefully they don't have him just wrestle at random. Like, if they're going to have him wrestle his first match on the main roster, they better hype that shit up. I don't care whether it's against against Ziggler. I would hope they would hold that match off until the pay-per-view. But um, it better be a big deal because that guy is a star. So hopefully at some point going forward, he's going to be in a match on SmackDown. I would... I wouldn't imagine they'll hold it at some point between now and the pay-per-view because they have four or five weeks. So that being said, I would think that he, he will wrestle eventually, but I, I would not be surprised if they hold off until backlash, which wasn't, it was, you know, isn't the worst idea either. Cause it does make him out to be a pretty big deal on SmackDown. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report. Always a pleasure. Um, I just, I just want to let people know that, you know, the, the, the DVD giveaway that me and Graham been doing on the show, I'm going to probably, just save that for either the the preview show of a pay-per-view or the review of a pay-per-view show. Uh, not going to be doing it every week <laughs> because everybody's on my ass. What about me? What about me? Where can I get one? We're going to get one. I'm like, you know, if I do it once a month, maybe. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll leave that to the preview or review of a pay-per-view that me and you would do. So uh, tons of giveaways, tons of DVDs that I still have 
So don't worry, you'll you'll get one. Just answer the trivia question that we give out on the show. Uh, be the first one and to add us on Twitter. I'm I, I'm at uh, Randy J Cruz R E N D Y the letter J C R U Z. Graham is at at Wrestle Rant. Hit him up on Twitter. Um, last one uh, today, April nineteenth, ninety eight. You probably don't even know, but it is the nineteenth anniversary of WCW NWO Spring Stampede. Ooh, did not know that. Any classic matches from that show? Any memorable matches? Uh, that I can't tell you because, you know, <laughs> it is a WCW <laughs> pay-per-view. But um, I'll give you, uh, you know, I, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you a trivia question before we wrap it up. Somebody who wrestled at Spring Stampede 98 will be wrestling at Payback in two weeks. Do you have any idea who this wrestler is? I was going to say Big Show. It's not Big Show. Um, it's not Goldberg. Uh, let me think. No, Goldberg was Spring close. Spring Stampede, 1998. Now I'm trying to think of the payback card. Not Neville, not Aries. God damn it. I'm trying to think who it is. It's going to bother me. Don't don't tell me until I figure it out. I'm trying to think of what the card is right now. Uh, not Balor, not Wyatt. Who the heck is on the show? Strowman. Oh, God, I don't even know. Oh, the Hardys? No, not the Hardys, right? Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to think who it would have been. Think, who the hell is going to be a payback? Think. Oh, my God. I'm trying to think of, like, people that are on the roster right now that will be at payback. Tag title match, U.S. No, oh Jericho. Oh, there we go. Okay, Jericho. I'm thinking of all the Raw guys. <laughs> Would it be Jericho? Yes, it is. Chris Jericho had a match with Prince Iakeu. Some some guy, Prince Iakeu, for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. You were close with Goldberg. Goldberg had um, the match with Perry Saturn for the U.S. Championship. So yeah, Chris Jericho, Spring State oh. P98, and he will be at Payback 2017. Look at that. Look at that. 20 years later, still doing his thing. Amazing. Exactly. Still Y2J, still the Ayatollah rock and roller. Um, Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, WrestleRant. Hit him up. Host of WrestleRant Radio. Always a pleasure, man. I don't know me and you would do it sometime next week, bro. I appreciate it, my man. Looking forward to talking about payback next week. Very excited for the show. And until then, have a great rest of your weekend, Randy, and I'll talk to you then. I'll catch you down the road. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Adios. All right.